U.S. civilian defense and intelligence agencies require reliable, high-capacity IT networks uh, capable of operating anywhere and everywhere in the world. But as cloud computing comes to dominate how IT gets done at federal agencies, the need for global and ubiquitous security from the cloud to the edge has become ever more critical. Here to talk about securing the mission in today's multi-cloud world is Rick Wagner, president of Microsoft Federal. Rick, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks, Wyatt. It's great to be here. So you have a wide purview in, of what's going on in the federal government. What are the most pressing challenges you're hearing from your federal IT customers, especially as they continue to expand their reliance on cloud applications? Well, Wyatt, even before coming to Microsoft, I had developed a strategic vision around four core technology areas. The first being cyber, then cloud, edge, and automation. So I I did this five years ago. And at that time, uh, I used the term automation because AI was still forming as a technology. Uh, I think we all recognize with recent announcements that that's, that's changing rapidly. Uh, Microsoft has made an investment into OpenAI. We just released AI-powered Bing. And I think I'm seeing true AI emerging. And so I'm now changing the automation term to AI. So cyber, cloud, edge, and AI. And I see three main challenges that relate to these four areas of uh, technological advancement. And the first is the need for zero trust security across the entire IT environment. Uh, Microsoft worked over the past uh, months with the DOD to develop, and and we're very supportive of the DOD's framework for zero trust architecture. And we're adopting a zero trust architecture both internally here at Microsoft and for our customers, and that's a core priority for us. And so if you talk about zero trust, it's based on three principles. First is uh, verify explicitly. So that's every person, every application, every piece of data, make sure you know what's on your network. And the second is to use least privilege access. And so by that, I mean to ensure that every entity only has access to the minimum services or or data that's required. And probably the most important one is the third one, assume breach. So that's kind of the crux of zero trust. It's assuming that there are bad actors that are active on your network. And I mean, we all know that, that, that they're there and they are active. Secondly, is the need for reliable connectivity between the edge and the cloud. And so this need to operate at the edge is becoming more and more crucial across the government. And that's the same whether we're talking about forward deployed DOD operations, uh, intelligence operations in in denied areas, or citizen services where the primary device is becoming a 5G connected cell phone. It's all about operating at the edge. And so at Microsoft, we we engineer our cloud to operate anywhere. We have a full portfolio of rugged edge devices to bring cloud intelligence and ubiquitous compute anywhere it's needed. We've got Azure Stack Hub, Edge, modular data centers. And so with all of these tools, the, the, the national security agencies can continue to access their critical capabilities even when they're disconnected or maybe even in, intermittently available. And to that end, we recently partnered with Lockheed Martin. Uh, we, we put an agreement in place to work on the secure 5G connectivity with them. They call it 5G.mil. And that integrates 5G technologies into all military communication networks. It provides resilience, security, and we're using Azure Private 5G Core to work with them 
to bring about high performance and a small footprint, because that's what it's about at the edge. You've got to have low power, small footprints. Uh, you've got to be secure and scalable to bring that interconnectivity that's needed. And then lastly, I see a need for greater data governance for real-time interoperability. And if you think about it, data is at the core of all government modernization. You need data to improve existing apps, to build better products, and to deliver improved citizen services and mission outcomes. And I think the agencies, they have to focus on three outcomes in this transformation and governance. One is unification, the second is democratization, and the third is value creation. And when I talk about unification, I mean bringing all the data together in a single source. And that's important because you don't want siloed data in different systems because that leads to siloed outcomes. Democratization talks to the ability to for uh, the average end user to use the information, not just the specialists in data, but allowing those end users to become citizen developers because they're closest to the mission, they understand what's needed, and they can use low-code, no-code solutions like my Microsoft Power Apps, and it brings about uh, better speed of creation for data value. And, and that's the last piece, that data value. We have to ensure that the data becomes information or intelligence because that's what creates the insights that drive mission or citizen value. And so the bottom line is secure cloud available at the edge, providing value to the mission. Well, I think everyone would, uh, has really been following along with the exciting development of uh, AI and chat GPT and now in concert with uh, Bing and Edge and what that means for Microsoft. But I appreciate you're also talking about the importance of things not as publicly seen like your work in developing um, cloud computing capabilities to the edge and why that is so important. Which leads me to my next question. We've been watching agencies evolve towards um, a multi-cloud environment. Uh, and I'm curious, what are you seeing that's driving the uh, more recent urgency to adapt and leverage multi-cloud environments? Well, first and foremost, it's the need for innovation. So I love the Microsoft Cloud, and I might be a little bit biased when I say that it's the best cloud on the planet. It's got amazing capabilities, but no single cloud provides everything that the federal customers need to get full mission value. I think it's through multi and hybrid cloud that the federal customers can leverage the full in innovation across the industry. And then secondly, it's the explosion of data. Uh, as federal customers are expanding their mission, uh, expanding services, there's a greater and greater demand for data. And I spoke earlier about the need for enhanced data governance. This explosion of data is creating the need for increased capacity. And, and that capacity is not available in a single cloud. And so that's driving us towards a multi-cloud use case. And then third is the need to harness artificial intelligence, machine learning to analyze and manage and make more intelligent use of the data. Although Microsoft has made a clear move to harness that power of AI and ML, no one provider will have all the data in one cloud. And so to make the most use out of AI and ML, we, we need to create more mission value um, through multi-cloud and in, in special cases, hybrid cloud. This will allow mission owners to derive greater mission value from the rapidly advancing AI ML capabilities. Well, as a cloud provider operating worldwide, I'd also be interested to hear from you about the lessons that Microsoft has learned about 
overcoming some of the challenges of securely moving data back and forth from the edge to the cloud, especially in offline and austere situations? Yes, I I would first start with making data secure in the first place. Uh, Cybersecurity is a core for the Microsoft Cloud. And we've been on the front lines of security for a long time, and that's why security is is a core priority for us. Uh, Protecting the nation from rapidly evolving cyber threats is is our critical and number one priority. And there, there are three foundational aspects to the security at Microsoft. One is secure by design foundations. So we start with security in mind when we build anything. Uh, we secure by design. We, we provide defense in depth in, in our approach because we want to continue to be the most trusted cloud provider for our customers. And we want to deliver the foundational security product features that the customers need that will address the evolving threat landscape. Uh, second, and, and I've spoke to the, spoken to this already, is zero trust architecture. Adopting that is a core priority for us. And I, the third would be comprehensive end-to-end protection. And we, we deliver end-to-end comprehensive protection across our clouds, our platforms. Uh, we work with our third-party vendors on their apps as well. And we treat cybersecurity as an interdependent whole to protect our customers across their digital estate and to simplify the complexities that they face. You also need a global view of the threat landscape. Microsoft has two amazing teams who monitor and react to cyber threats. They're called Mystic and Dart. Uh, With these two teams, we continuously monitor the global threat landscape. And Microsoft brings together just a massive signal depth. We, we, We see 43 trillion signals synthesized daily, and we use sophisticated data analytics and AI algorithms to synthesize those those signals. We have a global team of 8,500 security experts who work on on those processes. And we know that security must protect everything across our our network, our clouds, our apps, our platforms. And so that priority is is a key tenant for us. Well, and then I think I'd also like to hear your thoughts on the fact that, you know, Microsoft... uh, you know, clearly uh, is a huge global cloud operator, but as you mentioned, federal agencies also, you know, rely on other operators as well. Talk to us a little about what steps Microsoft is taking to help federal agencies move data back and forth between multiple cloud service providers. And um, why is that important? Well, first we've developed a set of multi-cloud management tools that are layered above our cloud. And it's called Azure Arc. And that helps us to manage multi-cloud environments. Um, Azure Arc also manages hybrid and in addition to the multi-cloud platforms. And that gives us a a seamless view that extends beyond the capabilities of our Azure cloud to on-prem data centers, edge locations, anyone else's cloud. Um, So customers who make the investment in Azure can know that they can centrally manage and govern infrastructure running in these diverse environments. I think secondly is the idea that we're committed to our customers. That means we're committed to support all of their platforms. That's why Microsoft long ago made a decision to support open source software, to embrace partners and its solutions. This way we can bring the full value of the entire technology ecosystem to bear on the mission. And then lastly, Rick, what recommendations would you offer federal agencies on how to 
more quickly uh, establish a secure multi-cloud operating environment? So for me, number one is acquisition reform. We need to move more quickly than ever to combat the threats that we see and to meet the increasing demand for citizen services through multi-cloud. And we need to have innovative acquisition processes to provide that innovative technology to meet those missions. And then secondly would be certification and accreditation reciprocity. There's been great strides in automating and improving the speed of certification and accreditation, but still in some cases that process can take 12 to 18 months to get full approvals across all customers and all mission environments. And so we're committed to working with our government customers to accelerate this process because we want to bring the full capability of multi-cloud to the mission. Well, it certainly sounds like this is a, a, a very exciting time uh, for all federal agencies to really leverage what they're doing for their missions because of the work of uh, what Microsoft is doing. And really appreciate your taking the time, Rick, to talk about the, the different dimensions of that and how you're continuing to support the market. So thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks. It was great to be here.